Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You, a Paranormal Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today's guest, this is uh, after the recording, uh, but today's guest is an author and a former teacher. And she, it's, it's funny because a lot of her stuff is about synchronicities and there's a lot of synchronicities in this episode as well. So um, you're hearing this, so you've probably, hopefully, already heard last week's episode. And if you did, you'll understand why there's synchronicities in this episode as well. Prepare to have your mind blown. And for different audio. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was recorded on Zoom. So if you hear a little bit of a difference, that's probably why. I tried my best. All right, guys. So today's guest is award-winning author, speaker, and educator, Dr. Marnie Hill. I just got super nervous. Father, I, and I also want to say it in Spanish, even though I know it's... Faderera. Yeah. Um, and so I practiced it, and then the moment that I needed to say it, I totally blanked. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. That's okay. Um, and I am a little bit nervous for some reason right now. I don't oh, know why. We've done plenty me. of these. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Marty, do you want to introduce yourself a little further? Because I know that was just like the tiniest little snippet of a summary of all that you have done and books that you have written. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I was a high school teacher for 35 years in the Chicago suburbs. Um, 12 of those years, I was a university adjunct professor at um, Northern Illinois University. And, um, you know, I was kind of like living the American dream, raising my two kids and um, enjoying my life in suburbia. And um, at one point, things became so clear to me that I needed to make a change. And, um, and it was a very hard decision, but I, I decided to leave my 27-year marriage. And, you know, it was the best thing for me to do. But any kind of divorce you know, for whether it's uh, amicable or contentious is very hard on the kids. And, um, and that I feel bad about, but for me to escape what I was living, that was the best thing. So um, in the midst of that, um, I ended up having to have a garage sale because I had to leave my home and, um, you know, the life that I knew and downsize. And, you know, I didn't quite know where I would be going. Um, and so I had this garage sale and at this garage sale was really the first of my, I would say, paranormal experiences, my spiritually transformative experiences that um, just caught my attention. And, and then it kind of opened up the floodgates to numerous experiences and prompting me to research this, you know, phenomenon. I really looked into near-death experiences. I looked into spirituality. I really didn't have a foundation of um, faith, religion, you know, um, spirituality. I didn't have any kind of background um, with that at all. Um, Well, maybe just a little bit, but certainly not to the extent, you know, that I have now as a result of what I went through. So, you know, I also in the midst of what I what I was going through, um, lost my two adult children. Uh, They were ages 20 and 23, not to physical death, but 
you know, another type of death, which is mm. called parental alienation. And um, so that was just completely devastating as it would be for any dad or mom that like unjustly loses their kids. And they were adults at the time. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, you know, there were courts involved or anything like that, but, you know, brainwashing can happen to adults and people can believe false narratives and, you know, memories can be rewritten. So anyway, that shock was so tremendous to me at the core level that, you know, it really kind of led me on a different path where, you know, I still always handled any challenge with love and honesty and goodness and hope. And I, that has really served me well um, in going through these challenges. But I kind of always was a pretty happy person. I always saw the good in people and I always had an open mind, you know, to, to anyone and anything, you know, even if my values didn't completely agree. So anyway, um, it's been a blessing, you know, even the negative challenges in our lives can turn out to be blessings to help us evolve as a person and self-actualize. And, you know, I'm, I, I moved from the Chicago suburbs to the Caribbean. So I live in the Caribbean oh, wow. right now. Very, very cool. Um, every day is a new experience. Actually this morning, we caught our 20th boa constrictor. Oh my goodness. And we've only been here three years. So like I'm getting, I'm getting a little more comfortable with um, the unique experiences that the rainforest will provide. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's all cool. It's all good. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really am having a wonderful life. You know, even though I don't have my adult children in my life right now, I still feel like as a mom, I'm role modeling that, you know, hey, we all can have challenges in our lives, but how we choose to do them is, um, is significant. It can make or break whether we have a happy, fulfilling life or not. And I chose to find um, some support in writing. And so I wrote a spiritual fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale. Um, and that book though was inspired by true events many of which I experienced at, the, at that garage sale or around thereabouts, and, and as well as incorporating other people that have had near-death experiences or, or other paranormal experiences. So, you know, your podcast resonates with me so much because, you know, you say, we believe, do you? And I'm like, yes, I believe because, <laughs> you know, um, so many people don't, you know, um, until they've experienced it themselves. And then, you know, they, they do a 360 and it's, you know, then they, they really get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, two things first, I, I love that you're, what you said about, you know, sometimes it takes something really, really bad in order for you to appreciate and be able to see the good. And I, you know, I've had plenty of experiences in my past where I'm like, I'm, as tragic as it was, I'm glad that it happened because I would not be the person I am today without it. So I think, you know, as crappy as it feels when it's happening, I've finally been able to get into the mentality of it's got to be something good at, you know, at the end of this, it's, it's happening for a reason kind of thing. So um, I'm glad that you said that. But, uh, you know, I was also wondering, you know, you also mentioned that something happened that kind of just opened that floodgate what was that very first par paranormal experience or spiritual experience or synchronicity that you had that kind of led into this uh this path 
You know, I would say the first one, because there's a, a couple that happened around the same time, but I would say the first one actually came through a television set. So through electronics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've since realized that is a pretty common phenomenon, you know, not just lights flickering and, and sounds on a tape recorder, but, you know, I, I, I happened to be sitting at a nail salon, you know, I was getting ready to have a pedicure, which, you know, I don't, do regularly at all. It was a real treat. So I was sitting there and, you know, I had, I, I, it was around the garage sale time. I had actually just lost a friend of mine who passed away um, from cancer. And um, I was, you know, previously at her home with her family, just, you know, trying to help out kind of go through some of her personal effects so that they didn't have to, because that it wasn't as hard for me as it would be for them. And I remember, you know, going in her, when I was in her bathroom, there was this Dr. Paracone, really expensive um, beauty product, cream stuff and stuff I would never buy, you know, I mean, you know, I'm good with some lotion from the dollar store or something, but I, you know, even though she had passed away, you know, and I was throwing away things or we were making a big pile to donate, I opened up that jar and I, I put the cream on my face and, and, you know, I, I, it was a bittersweet thing. I felt good because I felt like I was connecting with my friend in a way. And, and, and then it also just felt luxurious, like I'm putting on some special stuff. But then I also felt bad at the same time, like, you know, am I doing something I shouldn't be doing? You know, almost like, is this stealing or something? You know, it was just kind of a weird feeling, but I kind of let that go, no big deal. Um, but when I was at this nail salon, all of a sudden, I looked at the TV that was on and there was this huge, one of those infomercials about this Dr. Paracone cream. And I thought, wow, this is weird. I just had this, you know, experience with this and I'm paying attention and everything you guys went into slow motion, just like most of all my experiences have, they are all slow motion. It's almost like the air is clear jello. And I'm just kind of in a time warp or something. There's just like, there's no time. There's no concept of time, except for I know it lasted a long time. So this, this commercial on this TV, while I'm sitting there, you know, in the pedicure chair, um, seemed to go on for hours and hours and hours when I know it, it couldn't have been. And, and so I was just kind of in a trance watching this. And, but I, I, I did, I wasn't really thinking about too much, just, you know, I did put two and two together with, you know, trying my friend's cream. And then all of a sudden, the view on the TV switched to Petersburg, Illinois, and I'm from the Chicago suburbs. And, and my friend was from Petersburg, Illinois, and she always wanted me to come to her town, to you know, her hometown to see what it looked like. And I never, never even heard of it, you know, never saw it, never, you know, looked at it or anything. So there's this infomercial. And I, I, I clearly saw the the words on the bottom and it said Petersburg, Illinois. And I thought, well, this is weird to have a commercial about this. And, um, and I'm like trying to think to myself, what would they be 
advertising? You know, is there a special on this? Is there a documentary? Is there, uh, you know, I just couldn't figure it out, but I didn't really even try too hard to figure it out. So I, I was watching this and, um, and at some point there was like an aerial like drone view of Petersburg, Illinois, where I can kind of see the main street and everything like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then at another point there, there was an ambulance and there was this really old lady, um, very sweet, you know, cause she kind of reminded me of my grandmother, but a uh, very sweet old lady sitting in the back of this ambulance. And she was like talking to news reporters about, I don't know what, I mean, it was like, in a way, was she talking about the EMT services, how good this town was, or I just couldn't figure out what she was, she was talking about. And so this went on in my mind, I felt like I was sitting there a week. I mean, it was more than just hours. It was more than days. I was there for a long time and, and having this experience through this television, not thinking it was an experience. I was just kind of in a trance and, but I knew there was no concept of time. And I didn't even think to ask the person next to me or the nail tech or anyone, you know, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like I knew it was unusual, but I, I didn't even think to ask anyone about it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the nail tech girl said, now um, what color nail polish would you like? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. That only, that had to have been like five minutes, 10 minutes top from sitting there to that, you know, question. Yet I felt I was transported somewhere else for mm -hmm. a long, long time. And, um, and so that was like, I would say my first paranormal experience. And, and just to piggyback on that, when I went back to my friend's home with her family and we're going through photos and stuff like that. Um, you know, I didn't even think to talk to anyone about this, you know, about, oh, I saw her town on this TV. Um, but we were going through some photos and there was a photo of that lady, and the lady that I saw yeah. in, in sitting in the ambulance. And I said, who is this person? And they said, well, that's Maida. That's one of her close friends. And she was, she was really, she had a farm and she had goats and her favorite goat was named Maida. And I knew it was because of someone, but I didn't know who. And here it was, this woman that I saw on the TV long before I never met her and long before I saw a photograph of her. So then I decided that kind of jolted me a little bit. And I decided to actually look up, you know, use a search engine and look up Petersburg, Illinois. And the visual photograph that I saw was the exact drone photograph, you know, like what? overview. So wow. it just, it just blew me away. So that I would say is my first kind of paranormal experience. And then it, you know, that after, after that, I had a number of different things. And I would say um, the biggest one that had an impact on me, it was early on was, you know, I was, I knew I had to sell my home, you know, it was in foreclosure. I thought it was all paid off and I thought I could live there forever, but that wasn't the case. But, you know, instead of being upset or sad or angry or anything, I just, you know, accepted the situation and I just kept looking at everything through a lens of love and positivity and gratefulness. I was, I was grateful, even though, you know, the 
dream was coming to a, an end, the fairy tale was ending, um, I just had hope and, and, you know, I was making this choice. You know, I could have definitely stayed in the situation, but that then I wouldn't have been true to who I am. And I'd be role modeling for my adult children that, you know, because they saw so much, you know, that, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what people do to you. You just stick it out and you, you know, uh, you, you stay no matter what. And that's really yeah. a not a good message either. Yeah. So so but anyway, I'm, I, I went out to the cul-de-sac. And I was in this, you know, where I lived in this cute little neighborhood and I was looking back at my home just with gratitude and just, you know, I knew I had the garage sale coming and I knew I had to, to leave it all. And all of a sudden a dragonfly circled me and I thought, well, that's cool, but I didn't think anything of it. And even when there were five dragonflies, I didn't really get too crazy, <laughs> but within five or 10 minutes, or actually it was probably under 10 minutes, I had 50 and then a hundred dragonflies circling me and they circled me and they went down the road and then they came back and circled me and everything you guys was in slow motion so that I could see the veins of the wings. I could see the iridescent colors. I could see that some were little and some were bigger and, and it, the feeling I had was just of love and happiness and, and support. Like, you know, hey, Marnie, you're going to be okay. That was the feeling that was just overwhelming me. And these dragonflies kept circling. And I really equated them with, with people. Like, I don't know, not specific people, but I, I looked at them as some were babies, some were toddlers, some were teenagers, you know, some were young adults, some were grandparents, that type of thing. Uh, that was very, very strong as far as, you know, how I looked at these dragonflies. And luckily, like, so I was in a trance, first of all. I just was, everything was slow motion, just like in the experience at the nail salon. Everything just is in slow motion. And every experience I've had to this day, it's almost like I'm transported out of my body into a slow-mo, you know, situation. But I knew about three quarters of the way I started to kind of come to, and I knew to pull out my cell phone and I videotaped the hundred dragonflies. Oh, nice. And, and, you know, just to prove, you know, to, to my close friend that something happened to me here. And later on, you know, so that was, that was in like, I don't know, probably June or July or something like that. And, you know, I ended up um, with that friend who is now my life partner. He and I have just connected on so many levels. And I think the spiritual experiences uh, that we both have had, you know, and our beliefs have really brought us close together uh, because, you know, it's, it's such a wonderful um, relationship, just so, so loving and so, so interesting and so supportive, just very different than what I was living for the 27 years of my marriage. So I ended up having to spend um, Thanksgiving by, by myself without family. And so Rick, he's my partner. Um, Rick and I decided to go skiing. Um, we wanted to go skiing out West like we usually do, but the, there wasn't enough snow because um, it was really early in the season. So we decided to do a road trip to Minnesota, to Taylor Falls, Minnesota, where they did have some ski runs open. They, and we just 
decided to do a nice little road trip. And it was very, very different. Like, you know, we actually even had Thanksgiving dinner at a little diner. And it's and they, the, the restaurant didn't even serve the food. It's like the, the people who worked at the restaurant made the food at home and brought it to the diner to serve it. Mm. It was just an interesting, really nice experience for, for a situation that could have been heartbreaking, you know, after 20 years of, you know, making a big deal about Thanksgiving with my children and my family. Um, it, it was, I was just overcome with peace and stuff. And so Rick and I, I was just saying, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if there was a winery or something open? And we just drove less than a mile and all of a sudden there was a winery and it was called the Dancing Dragonfly Winery. Oh, and wow. I even, I bought a, I bought a bottle of this wine and I, it's actually made it here to the Caribbean. I don't want to open it, but I, yeah. I have this bottle of wine, but um, we just had a delightful time. And it turned out the owner of this winery actually had the same kind of experience I did um, mm. where they were completely surrounded by, you know, dragonflies, 50 to hundred of them, same, same deal. And so I, I, I tweaked a little bit because it's a spiritual fiction. You know, I didn't give out real names and, and real places. Um, but, you know, my first chapter of my book, God came to my garage sale account, you know, I, I recount that dragonfly experience and the fact that not too much longer, you know, I had kind of my experience validated by another person's experience. And that, that was, you know, they didn't write a book. They opened a winery because, you know, they, they had such a pro, this person had such a profound experience. So they were that, those are just two out of many, many, many experiences that, um, have really changed my belief system. Well, I, I know that, I, and I need to like look it up because I know that dragonflies have come up uh, in a lot of like uh, spiritual experiences or like life-changing experiences. And and you're just kind of like validating yeah. that even further. Um, so that's amazing to, to hear. And not only that, because I feel like it almost seems so like, whoa I, I don't want to say crazy because crazy is not the right word but like that's a once in a lifetime thing and then so like clearly or you would think that that wouldn't happen to anybody else well no it's just like it's like a once in a lifetime like I, I don't know I guess in my mind I'm like that wouldn't happen to anyone else and so for you to be able to find someone else who that has happened mm. to and have that connection like that that's awesome that's amazing right, it was super validating and i mean yeah. so early on in my experiences that and i really think you know i really do believe like we talked about in the beginning here that when you go through traumatic experiences whatever it is you know where it involves loss or or just you know some kind of jolt to your core you know it does kind of do something to your spirit to your soul where you know, you, you have different paths you can choose. And if you choose, you know, being inquisitive or being mindful or being, um, you know, deciding to really think deep about what you've gone through and then also just kind of see your role in it. You know, you know, it's not like you're always pointing the finger at another person, although with abusers, you, you really can, you know, it's usually just one person that is doing the abuse you know, um, but it's important to learn about yourself and why you were a target for something like that. So in doing that, you know, you do some deep 
research into your own intergenerational, you know, family situation and you can get some answers. But, you know, it's it's amazing to kind of come out um, feeling just empowered and enlightened by, by these experiences and, and to know there's something else going on here. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, our earthly plane, you know, where we're just going through the motions. There's, there's a lot going on. And, and, you know, I think it, it's leading to our awakening. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that there, there has to be I don't know that the universe is always like, Hey, like there's more to it. Hey, there's no more to it. And then you don't listen, you don't listen. And finally it's like shakes you. And that's when you have that big, you know, experience. And then now you're forced to listen and forced to make those changes, just like you're talking about. So, right. And actually I've even evolved in my spirituality to be able to manifest things. So I can manifest concepts or situations but i've actually been able to manifest physical things mm-hmm. and that is just i mean is you know you i would never ever in a million years believe that unless i experienced it myself oh, i would be the biggest doubter i i need proof i need evidence there's no way i'm going to believe anything you know or, yeah. or i'll listen and i'll smile and nod but you know um I, until I actually experienced some things myself, I, I would never have believed it. Well, I would love to know more about, or actually, yeah, well, there's, it. you know, there's manifesting all sorts of things. For example, you know, I, um, and this happens again, when I'm in a state of gratitude, I've silenced my mind. I'm really, you know, um, whether I'm meditating, I have a hard time meditating. I just, cause there's so much, uh, that I love to think about. Yeah. And, uh, so it's hard to quiet my mind, but I have, I have been able to do it. Um, but like, for example, I really needed the support of some kind of professional um, in the legal field. And I'm in the middle of the Caribbean, you know, where I, I mean, I'm not going to find anything like that. And you know, I'm floating out at Sandy Point at this beautiful beach, you know, which is just minutes from where I live. And, you know, just a thought came through my mind. I was just in a deep state of gratitude. And, you know, but I just said, boy, I really, really need to um, look into, you know, getting getting some support here with, you know, a legal situation that that came up. But anyway, I come in from the water and I meet this lovely family and, you know, um, just talking with them and wanted to take a picture of their family because they were, you know, they, if they did it themselves, they wouldn't get the whole family in there. And it was a really cool area, you know, and, and that person ended up being someone that, that could answer what I needed with, mm-hmm. with regards. I mean, exactly. There's even more to it that I really probably can't share, but just, just know that I manifested this because how could a person from the same place as where my courthouse is in, in Chicago, Illinois, be right there at that time, you know, and be able to provide, you know, the support and, and to have someone that, you know, believes in justice and truth, 
and is a good person. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's hard to find, I believe. So another big manifesting was that Rick and I were in Maryland uh, for, for a vacation and visiting family. We ended up leaving early because um, we just, we were, we were kind of done. You know, we just, we, we, we didn't want to stay much longer than we needed to. And so we left early and headed out to the airport over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and towards Baltimore to the airport. And there's this other Sandy Point Beach, which is which is right there um, at the end of the bridge. Um, it's funny, they call it Sandy Point Beach because it's all like black stone, you know, it's very mm-hmm. not like a typical beach, you would think. So you know, we, we pulled off and we just decided to walk along the beach. We love the ocean. We had already gone under contract, you know, to move to the Caribbean and, you know, um, we were just, I was just, he was walking ahead of me and I was just, the wind was blowing. I could hear the waves. It was kind of like a whole multi-sensory cool experience. And I just said without words, I, I thought it, I said, boy, the only thing that would make this day completely perfect would be if I could find some Cheney and Cheney is some like blue and white Danish pottery that you find in mm. the Caribbean in St. Croix and you know they don't have that in Maryland or anything like that but as soon as I said that I looked down and there was a piece of Cheney Whoa. and I actually I was blown away you know I'm like screaming at Rick you've got to see this this is unbelievable like I I I just had the thought and, and again, I was in a kind of slow-mo state of gratitude when, when that happened. And when we got back to St. Croix, you know, I brought the Cheney to a jeweler, to someone who is very well-known and, and knows the different types of pottery, who confirmed it's totally Cheney. It's mm-hmm. a large piece of, of this china. Then yeah. they mm-hmm. said, there's no way that could have been there. Yeah. So that's another example of just manifesting something with your intention. And I, I never would have believed that you could do that um, unless it happened to me. And, it, and it's got to be authentic and real. It can't be like, okay, I'm going to manifest the lottery numbers. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it has to really be um, just pure. Genuine. Genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think we literally just talked about this on the last episode that we recorded. Um, we were talking, what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, because I said something about, we were talking about some hexes or something. And then I said something about, uh, because Michelle said that you have to be careful with hexes because when you hex somebody, it comes back to you threefold or something like that. Sure. And I said, and I said jokingly, I was like, can I hex somebody to, uh you know win the lottery and and be rich or something (laughs) like that so that way you know it comes comes back back to me threefold right and and then she was like well you can manifest things and she goes but usually like you know like if you uh and I was like I manifest yeah I was like I man I want to manifest that I you know I'm rich and I said and she goes you got to be and I said with money and love and then she goes you gotta yeah you gotta be specific and it's gotta be you know, genuine. So it's, it's, it's funny that you, you, you're talking about this and we literally but it's not funny, about- Eric, because there it's synchronistic. That's yes. what it is. Exactly. It's not funny. And it's not just by chance. I think these conversations, um, 
there's a reason for them. So there's mm -hmm. a reason why you, you even had that discussion before that I brought something up like this. I mean, I, you know, I mean, who would have thought we would have I, talked about this? Yeah. And again, I want to make clear that at the time of this recording, that episode hasn't come out yet. So it's not like she could have listened to that and, and okay, come back. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that episode has, because again, this something very similar happened with our last, our, our last guest. Uh, and also she's, she was talking about something we had talked about on the previous, on the, on the episode that we recorded, pre we recorded previously, um, but that episode hadn't come out either. So again, like there's right. no way you would have been able to know what we talked about because that episode isn't even out yet. It's not coming out until, uh, well, by the time you guys are listening to this, it already came <laughs> out. But, yeah. yeah. But, right. Right. Um, so yeah, but definitely it has to be sincere and pure and, you know, you come from a place of love mm -hmm. and, and that's the message I've received from everything that I've experienced, that it is all about love and love is the highest by and that that you know um that that really is the foundation of so much and mm -hmm. and so yeah it can't just be like you know just for the ego it has yeah. to be pure genuine so yeah i mean like eric was saying i i really feel like the longer we've done th th this podcast the more synchronicities we've had as far as you know a topic that we talked about and then the next guest that we have on ends up like bringing that up and we're just like well we just were talking about that so uh, that's synchronicities are not uh are not rare here with with the podcast so you just very cool very good into it or we're talking about somebody and they end up messaging us like on instagram or something about something related to what we're recording yeah yeah that's very cool good. yeah well, I think that, you know, when you start to become aware of these things, then you're in tune more. You can, you can pay attention to the signs and synchronicities. And, you know, I think for a long time, many of us just are going along life and we don't pay attention to all sorts of things. So it's, it's really just a good lesson in just being aware and being mm -hmm. present. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I was just going to ask, so would you consider, and I, I hope I don't offend you with this question or, or anything like that, but I'm not going to, you know, uh, would you consider yourself like psychic or anything like that? Because a lot like of, of the, like kind of what you experienced in the nail salon in the nail salon where you saw the lady and you saw the drone footage. And then later on, you ended up actually seeing them in, in, you know, real life i guess is the best way i can say it yeah no no i'm not offended by that question at all um you know i don't personally believe that i am psychic although i have um been to psychics i have researched psychics and so many of them say that all of us have these abilities all of us do it's just a matter of whether we want to tap into it or not um you know, I, there are definitely similarities with all of the different experiences that I've had. And there are numerous, you know, and many of them I, 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 you know, put into this book, God came to my garage sale. I would say, you know, with the commonalities with time standing still. And so I have been told by others that I have psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. I have been told uh, one, one, 
person truly believes that I am what is called a time bender. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard that term before, but he was basically saying, you know, that he has worked with lots of people um, and heard many, many different accounts and their experiences. And what I describe is a time bending situation. Oh, I'm not sure what happened. My internet got cut maybe or something. Maybe we're not supposed to know about time benders. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. I'll just continue. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's fine. I was just going to say it was funny, though, because you're about to tell us about uh, time uh, oh, time bending. Time bending, time yeah. bending yeah. and then it cut off. And then Eric's like, maybe we're not supposed to know about time bending. That's what I thought too. I w- when I was fiddling around here with the electronics, I was thinking, you know, is is there some reason why it cut off there? But but basically, what I was saying is that I was told I'm a time bender, mm-hmm. which means you know someone that can kind of have out of body experiences, someone that can leave this plane and be at another plane of existence simultaneously you know kind of like a like someone who can astral project if you've ever heard of people doing that Mm -hmm. um in fact i sometimes wonder if i've ever done that because i've had such vivid dreams before that where i actually feel like i'm flying or i'm above something Mm -hmm. um and and it seems so real. And, you know, you can't always remember your dreams, but sometimes with those, I remember every single detail. Yeah. So, so yes, I, you know, I'm not offended at all by your question. Um, I have a hard time thinking that I am psychic, you know, or that I have mediumship abilities. Um, I know that there are people that do have those gifts. I certainly know there are a lot of people who say they do and don't. Um, you know, so I'm, and I certainly would never, um, you know, do anything as far as a business related, you know, that's just not me. Um, in fact, I edit for a lot of people and I would never charge a penny because I just love editing. You know, it's kind of the teacher in me, I suppose. Um, luckily I, you know, I'm not a money motivated person, you know, I guess, I guess, in my marriage, I had such trauma with money, you know, believing that we didn't have any when really it was being spent elsewhere, not necessarily on, on me or our family. And so I just, there was a lot of trauma related to that. So I really don't like to factor in money or, or making something a business. And that seems like, us, you know, a lot of people that do have those gifts, you know, seem to be running a business, you know, for, for what they're doing. But anyway, I, I know that I have some very good intuition. I definitely would say that I am getting more and more intuitive. Mm-hmm. Not that I can predict something that can happen, but I, I kind of can, can see through people's BS or I can kind of see a situation for what it really is. Maybe that's just through life experiences, but maybe it's also that I my eyes have been you know, open to, um, you know, a deeper connection with people and a deeper realization, like, you know, and getting stronger in my own boundaries, I think, to just, 
decide what I will tolerate and what I just don't have an interest in tolerating. Yeah. You know, so it's so I think it's a combination of all of those things. But I I definitely have been told that people, everyone has gifts and abilities. And and really most everyone I've talked to that is, you know, considers themselves to be a psychic or a medium, or people that have had near-death experiences that were previously atheists, they come back saying everyone has these gifts. And that love is what opens it up. So, uh, were you going to say something, Michelle? Uh, no, you can go first. Uh, so the other thing that I, I don't want to say funny now because, um, but I, there was on the, again on interesting, interesting something interesting. The the last episode that we recorded, uh, I left out a story. I don't know, Michelle. If, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, talking about uh, about the Ouija board thing oh rumor? yeah yeah. Uh -huh. okay so I left out that that story the reason and, and it's not for any reason it's just I think we ran, out, we of ran out of time so I was just like all right I'll save this one for for next time but you're you've been talking to us and stuff like that and uh you taught you you've been talking to us about you know uh, you know the after like you know uh, near-death experiences and stuff this person didn't have a near-death experience but they had an experience with the ouija board and again they also were they mentioned in their story that they were atheists mm -hmm. and so i guess i might not read it now for the next <laughs> stories of high strangeness but in the story they're they, they talk about how they're atheists and they had this experience with the ouija board and they tried to be very respectful with it you know try not to you know do anything to try and you know cause any harm or anything like that <clears throat> and they ended up talking to i believe it was a soldier uh, who had passed away and he was explaining to them about the afterlife and stuff like that and at the end of the experience she said that she felt like she was no longer atheist or agnostic that she had like she believed in something now because of because of the experience so she didn't necessarily have the, the near-death experience herself but she communicated with somebody who had passed on and you know i guess kind of formed a belief in something you know so right. and that is what's called an ste which is a okay. spiritual transformative experience mm -hmm. and there's um a, a Actually, she was a medical doctor and, a, and I think a psychiatrist as well, Dr. Yvonne Kaysen. And she's been involved with IONS, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies, which is a, a, an international group where, you know, kind of a safe place for people to share their experiences. And so many of them are, have, are very, very well known, like Dr. Evan Alexander, the Harvard neurosurgeon who died of meningitis, totally mm -hmm. atheist. But after his experience, you know, came back um, unexplained to be able to come back to life, um, you know, and he's very, very scientific and, 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 you know, could really document that there were no brain waves, there were no this, that, but he, he had a profound experience. He ended up writing um, Proof of Heaven, uh, among many other books. But anyway, uh, Dr. Yvonne Kaysen um, also had a lot of near-death experiences, more than one, but she also had what's called spiritual transformative experiences. And so she created this organization called SAI, Spiritually Transformative Experiences International. And, you know, I'm actually speaking at this international conference next month um, 
about some of the experiences that I've had. You know, I, I should probably mix it up and bring up some other experiences um, because there were so many. Um, but that person with the Ouija board situation who was atheist and then kind of is no longer agnostic where they're questioning, they really believe they don't, they might not totally know what they're believing, but they, mm -hmm. they believe something that there's, there's an afterlife or there's something, some sort of connection where they could hear that soldier, you know, right. um, those are profound experiences, you know, and luckily that, that, that person didn't have to flatline and die mm -hmm. and, to have those experiences. And I kind of, I've never flatlined either, but I've had such profound experiences that it changes your belief system completely. And, and you're compelled to either make a podcast or a radio show like you guys, or you're, you, know, you write a book or you go on a speaking tour or you, you know, somehow you need to, to get the message out of what you experienced to let other people know that they should pay attention to what they've experienced because there's some validity to that. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's also helping you come to terms with what you went through as well. You know, it's, it's just a journey. It's a complete journey and quest. And, you know, we'd like to say we have the answers to everything. And I think maybe someday we will, we will have the answers to everything, but right now, we, I think we're spiritual beings having a human experience. A hundred percent for sure. And that's why sometimes it's like, I don't want to human today. Can this is too hard. <laughs> like, yeah, I can, I yeah. can get behind that. Give me a break. I'm done with learning <laughs> yes. for, for a while. Yeah. And then if you believe in reincarnation, you just come back and do it all over again. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But I think the goal is not to come back, not to keep on yeah. coming back, you know, and to try to resolve some of these things. You know, I really feel I'm totally a different person now than I was, you know, five years ago mm. and definitely 10 years ago, you know, and I, I've, I've evolved to another level, I believe. And, and especially when it comes to relationships and situations, I, I think that, um, you know, even these challenges in my life are, are just blessings because it does kind of catapult you, you know, to a new awareness. Mm -hmm. There's some other experiences like where, where I've had a visitation. I've had actually two visitations where, um, you know, you think it's a dream, but it's, it's more clear than reality, than our earthly reality. And I've heard that before too. And I wouldn't have understood it until I experienced it. So where my late mother came to me and was at the edge of my bed. And actually another visitation was, was uh, the friend that had passed away. And, um, and she had come to me at one point, very clear, no words were spoken. It was just uh, definitely a visual, you know, yeah. definitely right in front of me, you know, a visual. Um, and it wasn't like, anyone needed to say anything it was just kind of like time stood still it was like an acknowledgement that you know you're in this plane I'm in this plane you know I'm just going to show you that that there's more connection here than you think I don't know Michelle I think we're gonna have to check our computers because I think she bugged our computers oh my gosh well no so this goes back into the synchronicities again right. this episode that we recorded last has not been aired yet but 
one of the stories that we had read was a visitation, but we, I, from, well, um, one of the stories that I read was a visitation from a friend who had just passed away. Right. And then Michelle. I, yeah. Then I kind of retold uh, a dream that I had about my grandmother walking into my room. And then what you're saying about it being more vivid than, right you know, than anything and and it feels like real life and so yeah it's just yeah and she sat at the foot of your bed <laughs> and she also yeah. sat at the foot of it yeah but right that's a common thing though that it's at the foot of the bed yeah. i mean you, that is pretty common to hear that visitations take place there and i i don't know what that's all about but <laughs> you know i mean there are many accounts of that, but yeah, it's a little bit of do 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 because you know, right? I I didn't listen. I wouldn't yeah. have any idea that you would have been talking oh. about the same kind yeah, of. Yeah. Again, the only way that you would have known anything that we had talked about before is if you had our computers or microphones bugged or something, <laughs> and that's the only way because, again, that episode has not aired yet. Uh, at the time of this recording, it has. I mean, at the time that. The, our, our listeners hear it it's already come out but at the time of this recording it hasn't come out yet so right, right. it's yeah. just no it's very cool it. it really is validating you know mm -hmm. you want to hear another experience sure of course okay so my my brother's dog had passed away and I um loved this dog I was Aunt Marnie to this dog oh. I was I was the toy queen, you know, I would come and bring love and bring toys. And um, so I was, I was really fond of, well, I fond of all of their dogs, but definitely of this one that had just passed away the night before. And, uh, and it was, it, you know, so I went back to my apartment and, and, uh, you know, in the morning and Rick was there. So I had like a witness, which is mm -hmm. such a bonus. Yeah. If, you can mm -hmm. have someone else witness what you are witnessing to confirm what you are seeing. So this dog was an Australian shepherd and has very unique coloring, like most of Australian shepherds do. In fact, and I do write about this in, in my spiritual fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale. Um, I call that chapter Fiona's Feathers, but the dog's name isn't Fiona, but I, um, I, you know, tweaked it a little bit for, for the story. Um, so anyway, I was just really sad and, you know, I, I had to go to school the next day. So I got up early and, you know, we went out to my car and on my car were a lot of feathers. I don't know how many, but they were a lot of these little kind of feathers that were really unique coloring. And they were the colors of this dog. Mm -hmm. And, and immediately the thought that came to my mind is this is the dog coming to say, I love you. Yeah. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for all my toys. I loved my toys. You know, I mean, really that's the thought that came through my mind immediately when I saw the feathers. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd heard, of course, many stories of, oh, you'll see pennies and, you know, dimes and feathers and red cardinals. And, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, people talk about very common, common kind of spiritual, you know, unexplained paranormal experiences. And so 
I took those feathers and and kind of looked up in Illinois, is there any bird that would have this kind of feather? And there isn't, hmm. you know, so that was a little strange, um, but it really made me believe, you know, that the dog was coming to me by saying, you know, in some other way to get my attention yeah. that, you know, with a, and the feeling I had was love and gratitude, which is just like pretty much always the feeling I have when, when I have some kind of situation happen. And I was able to save the feathers and give them, you know, to my brother so that he had that. I explained the, the situation and, you know, not sure they're a believer or anything, but they really thought it was kind of neat, you yeah. know, the, the experience, but, you know, Another thing that just to kind of piggyback to this particular thought, I have heard that when, when you come to a thought or a realization, realization, I can't even say it, realization, realization, if you come to a realization and you say that is the dog, or you say that is, you know, you might've seen a penny and it had a specific date and you can say that is my grandfather or something when you have that thought that comes to you that's probably who it is mm -hmm. um you know so um when you have some different experiences and you're kind of questioning this like if you know you have listeners here that you know have experienced something but they're not quite sure you know they don't even want to tell anyone about it because they don't want to sound crazy or anything but if they have the thought that it's a particular person or a particular situation that's your, your first thought is probably what it is and I've heard many people say that so yeah I, I know that um, a few I guess like psychics and mediums that I have uh, spoken to that they especially when it's like a training or they're trying to teach it um that's always like the number one thing it's like whatever comes into your mind first that like 100 percent of the time that's probably it it's when you let you know like your ego kind of take over and like well like no like that seems too out there like there's no way that that would you know be it and then you start getting things wrong so just trust your instincts or trust your intuition um and yeah so you know that's just you validating you know something that i've heard before too so Right. And yeah. I was actually at a training one time with a, a, with a top psychic medium and, you know, and actually at this training, there was another participant that we were supposed to be doing an activity. And she said, no, I just want to read you instead, you know, and cause I have some abilities and I, I just, I don't want to do this activity. Would you let me read you? And I'm like, sure. And she ended up being one of the people that endorsed my book mm -hmm. um, because her reading was so profound. It, it was just beyond, like there's no way she would have known. So like, for example, let me, this, is, this just blew me away. I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, you know, she said she was connecting with my late mother and my late brother. And she said, I can't see it, but I think down this road, there is a bridge and this bridge is significant in your life. And sure enough, it was a significant bridge in my life that involved my mother. And, and um, 
and she actually knew my mother's name somehow. She didn't know who I am. I hadn't even written a book. I mean, she she was someone from Michigan that you know just mm -hmm. came in for this this kind of workshop. So somehow she knew my mother's name, and um, and then I kind of joked. I said, "Do you know my brother's name?" And she's like, "No, I don't." But your brother is telling me that he loves the name Harold. Now, my brother's name isn't Harold. My, my late brother's name is Jay. The night before I had finished my chapter on my brother, mm -hmm. on my late uh, brother, oh. and I had to change names for all, like, you know, for the dog, I changed it to Fiona. For, I, had, I had changed my brother Jay's name to Harold the Whoa. night before. Who says the word Harold? Yeah. I mean, I... I did, you know, okay, I remember Harold and Maude, that funky movie, um, you know, classic movie. But for some reason, I just had thought of the name Harold. I didn't tell a soul. I didn't even write it down. I just had already in my mind changed my name. But this, this psychic medium who was just a participant in the class, her name's Lee Mattel, and she ended up endorsing my book. When, when she knew my mother's name, she knew the bridge, which there was a bridge down the road. You couldn't see it from the window or anything like that. Very significant. She knew my mother's name. Didn't know my brother's name, but she said, but your brother is telling me, you know, he, he approves of Harold. He likes Harold. Hmm. And I mean, you can't wow. make that stuff yeah. up. You yeah. can't make that stuff up. And then at the same workshop, God, I haven't thought about that in a while. It just gives me goosebumps to <laughs> yes. think about Sure. Um, at the same workshop, there were about, I don't know, there were about 50 participants and only like four or five got readings in front of the group. You know, the, the psychic medium picked four or five people. I was one of those people. And um, he was able to tell me exactly how my brother died. Exactly. Wow. He was able to tell me where my brother lived, not the town or the state but the surroundings which is very unique um uh he was from minnesota and uh minneapolis and there were i forget the term but it's like you know a hundred thousand lakes or something like that yeah. and so the psychic medium was able to talk about that and then part of the activity was because it was a workshop a class the psychic medium said okay i'm gonna try a little game with you i am gonna think of someone and I want you to just quiet yourself and just tell me what is the first thing that comes to your mind. And, you know, he would say this person's name. So he ended up writing down what the situation, you know, what he was hoping someone would come up with or what he was thinking of so that there was proof that he didn't just you know, it hear what I said and, you know, just kind of tried to make me feel good or something. Yeah. So he wrote it down, you know, and then said, okay, I'm thinking of this person. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And I said, I don't know. I feel like I'm in California. I feel like I'm in San Francisco where there's a lot of hills and I see a white, like motorbike. It's not even like, um, it's not a motorcycle. It's not a moped. It's just kind of like a motorbike. 
And he turned his sheet around and said, white motorbike. Oh, whoa. Wow. So then he said, okay, let's do this again. And I'm just blown away. Yeah. So he did it again with another person, wrote it down. And I, I'm just kind of freaking out because <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I mean, I, the, I'm interested in this stuff, but I didn't know that I believed in it or anything yet. So he gave a different person, person's name and said, okay, quiet yourself and really, really think. He gave me some time to just really get kind of into a zone. And, you know, after he said the name, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I said, okay, it's a girl. She has a broken arm or like wrist or something like that. And her her mother died or her aunt died or her sister died, someone died. And he turned a sheet of paper over and said, broken arm. And I think it was the aunt that died. Wow. So that, you know, Very when you have experiences too. like that, that's, it just is really hard to, you know, there's no way I would have known um, that, you know, these different things. And, yeah. and there's no way that that lady at the workshop would have known Harold. Mm -hmm. No one would have known. Rick didn't even know Harold. I hadn't even said to him, you know, that it was Harold and there it was. So yeah. It, unusual. It, yeah. It blows my mind when people are like, oh, you know, all that psychic medium, all that stuff is, is BS. And I'm just like, you probably haven't been with the right, you know, psychic or medium because like, there's there there's some that yeah you're like well like that's eh, like generic or you know it's doesn't you know feel right but then there's right. some people that just can say like, some yeah. general things that could yeah. apply to anyone yeah mm -hmm. but then when you get some very specifics I also another person who endorsed my spiritual fiction his he's a psychic medium from Canada and his name is Christopher Stiller and Christopher Stiller, I had seen him, you know, on YouTube or something like that. And so I thought, okay, let me just venture out and have an appointment with him, you know, and, um, and it was, you know, I had to wait a couple months or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I, I happened to be at Rick's house, um, you know, um, surrounded by a fireplace and, and there was, uh, a couple other things that were very, very specific that this particular psychic medium was able to tell me specifically what, and I, I wasn't on video or anything like that. You know, he didn't even know where I was calling in from, but he could tell me specifically the things that were around my area where I was sitting. And so that was a different type of gift. Like I felt that he, that particular person had more of a gift of um, you know, where you are at present, which would probably be more psychic abilities than, than mediumship, where that Leah Mattel, who was able to kind of channel my brother and, and didn't know his name, but knew the, the name I was going to give him in the book. Yeah. Um, she was more of a mediumship person who could connect with people. So I, I don't know. I believe I believe now. Yeah. Do you believe? Do you believe? believe. Do you believe. <laughs> the big thing to let your listeners know is just, you know, listen to some of these accounts and, and don't just discount them and brush it off. Really 
pay attention to signs and synchronicities because the next one might happen to you. Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly. But, so I know that we have been talking about your, your, uh, your book, God Came to My Garage Sale. Is there anything else that you would like to promote before? Um, well, it's about? not so much promoting, but I'll tell you, this experience opened up a whole new world for me, which is that of a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up in the last past few years, I've, I've written a five book series called True Deceit, False Love. And it, it explores domestic violence, parental alienation, narcissistic abuse, and intergenerational family trauma, which may seem like a huge departure from you know, the spiritual book, but actually the spiritual book came about as a result of some of this family trauma that I experienced. So I think it's all related, but if you want to check me out, you know, I'm not on social media or anything, but, um, my website is the title of the spiritual fiction. So triple W God came to my garage sale.com. And I would just encourage people to just pay attention to signs and synchronicities, stay true to who you are. And uh, you never know, some miracles can come your way. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question, but Michelle can cut this and put this in another part. You have two minutes. Yeah, we have a, we, so it's just going to be a yes or no. <laughs> oh, What's yeah. Another question <laughs> that we ask Ouija boards, would you use them? Have you used them? No, I haven't used them and I haven't had an interest in using them, but I'll okay. never say never. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll take that as a that. yes. So we'll, we'll uh, like as a yes, you would probably use one. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I've had the opportunity and it, and, and it was something I wasn't interested in. Okay. So, so right now it's a no, but I think, you know, okay. I also said no to spiritual experiences and here I am after Open having mind. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All awesome. Right. Well, thank you again, Marnie, for being on. It was a pleasure to talk to you and hear all your stories and experiences. Um, well, yeah. thank you both so much. So, without... alrighty. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, so that. Part... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that was our interview with Marnie, guys. Uh, like we said. A lot of synchronicities it was I, i'm seriously gonna have my computer check to make sure you know she didn't bug it uh <laughs> but yeah it was it was crazy it really was um and she was you know such a joy to to have on and um the dragon the dragonflies almost kind of keep coming up for me recently to where i'm like do i need to start paying attention to something am i missing something so um i need to do a little research and be a little bit more open to the dragonfly situation because this isn't the first time that uh, it's come up. So it's interesting. If you guys would like to get into contact with us like Marnie did, you can check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social medias. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us and leave a review as well because we'll read that on the podcast for you. If you want any merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if y'all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to 
telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?